This is the Fireman Trainers Podcast, Season 2, Episode 17, published on December 28th, 2021. I'm your host, Rob Beckman, and our topic today is the ASP, Instructor Program. Our podcast is part of the ConcealedCarry.com network, brought to you by XS Sites, the best sites in any light. The episode is also brought to you by our friends at the FTA, the Firearms Trainers Association. Visit their website, ftaprotect.com, to learn more about their instructor coverage they offer and their competitive pricing. We save a special 10% off our new policy by entering promo code FTP10 at checkout. This episode is also brought to you by the team at Mountain Man Medical. Responsible fire instructors have trauma medical gear on the range and are trained to use it. Mountain Man Medical provides the highest quality name brand medical gear on the market at a guaranteed lowest price. Check out the Wind River Kit, especially designed for firearm instructors to have at the range. The Yellowstone is perfect to have on your belt or in your bag anywhere you go. Learn more at mountainmanmedical.com and scroll to the bottom and click on available discounts to learn how fire instructors can save 15% off the already guaranteed lowest prices on the market. And don't forget to click on the training link to take the emergency trauma response video course for free. Get the right gear and the right training at the best price anywhere on mountainmanmedical.com. We bring this podcast, support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America, like you, that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Today, we're joined by Samuel Middlebrook, ASP Director of Instructor Development. Welcome, Samuel. How are things going for you today? Doing pretty well. It's a cold day here in Yakima, Washington, but we're <laughs> doing all right. Yeah, I would I would say winter has arrived here even in in the uh, Midwest because uh, it's getting down to the twenties here in Ohio, and that's that starts getting chilly. We'll, we're going to have uh, ice on the roads tomorrow morning for sure. Hey, before we jump into our topic for today, can you give our listeners a little bit of who Samuel Middlebrook is and uh, what you do? Well, uh, my name is Samuel Middlebrook, and for those of you listening that are firearm instructors, I am one of you. I listen to this podcast just like you do, and it feels kind of surreal to be a guest with Rob. Um, I am the Director of Instructor Certification for Active Self-Protection. I also run my own training company called Red Hawk Firearm Training, and I teach uh, civilian and law enforcement uh, shooters. But my biggest passion is helping people learn, and that's how I arrived here uh, with active self-protection. Um, I found in John Korea, Neil Widener, Stephanie Widener, and the rest of the staff, I found a company that was committed to helping people, not just helping people be better shooters or better defenders, but helping people. And so uh, I, I love to teach firearms, but I really love to teach people. And that's where the active self-protection instructor certification program fits my passion really well and i love getting to direct it that's great um really appreciate you coming on and uh feel very honored that you listen to my podcast because uh very i'm a big follower of uh, john korea and uh everything he's done with active self-protection but hey you brought up the whole topic of today about the instructor certification program that asp has uh could you go along and tell the listeners uh, because this isn't just your normal NRA or USCCA kind of certification. This is a lot more in depth. And what what does it make? How does it make the students different than these other courses that are weekend courses that have come out? And I get a piece of paper that says, hey, I can teach this course now. What a great question. So what we found in our journeys as becoming instructors 
uh, John Correa, Neil Widener, myself, Stephanie, the rest of the staff, we realized that as we became NRA instructors and as we went to other instructor certification courses, we found that you would show up for a weekend, uh, sometimes a week, and you would shoot and prove yourself as a shooter and maybe get told a little bit about how this company teaches their classes or how this organization wants their classes to be taught. But what we found were that these courses were far more of a skill verification exercise than really teaching people how to teach. And I feel personally that there are a lot of instructors and a lot of companies out there that can help you become better shooters but there aren't a lot of resources for firearm instructors who are currently teaching to learn how to improve their ability to simply teach, to handle a room full of students or a range full of students and all of the different uh, varieties of, of humans that tend to walk through our, our doors or onto our ranges. And so we developed the Active Self-Protection Instructor Certification Program. And what it does is it helps it helps every person that goes through it learn how to help people to fall in love with learning because that is the essence of being an instructor. For me, I believe I need to be very good in my subject matter. I need to know my firearms. I need to know how to shoot. I need to know how to help people shoot. But if I am not first caring about the individual and the person that's running the gun, then I probably should stop teaching. And so the instructor certification program is a blend of all of this. We dive into adult learning theory. Uh, we get into curriculum development and designing your own and not just teaching somebody else's stuff. Um, we really want to help instructors learn how to value their own voice and learn how to speak fluently in their own personality so that they can help other people more naturally. And so this course is a six-month-long journey. It's not a weekend. It's not a week. Um, I had one student in this program say, hey, anybody can be nice for a weekend, but we're together for six months. And so you kind of get to know people really, really well. Um, it is a distance-based program that is largely done online. There are books that every student needs to read, and they are uh, writing or filming reports on those. But um, there is a one weekend in-person conference that's taught by the senior staff at Active Self-Protection. And then every week, there is an opportunity available to meet online via video conferencing. And it's amazing how those uh, hour and a half weekly opportunities to get together online has really shaped the program into something unique and really valuable because what we have found is that with each group of students that goes through this process together, we call them cohorts. With each cohort, a family has formed. And one of the benefits of this program is when you graduate, you don't just go on about your merry way. When you graduate, you have this family of fellow professional instructors who are already doing this job that want to continue the relationship and want to be a supportive factor in your success. And so the instructor certification program that I'm running is I believe a much different animal than just about any other instructor program that I know of available to firearm instructors. Well, that is, uh, 
really, really neat. How many people are in each of these cohorts? We try to limit each cohort to 12. Um, that way, uh, we're not trying to manage too many people at once, but we can really focus on each person involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, each person gets my personal attention, uh, but also the rest of the ASP staff makes himself available throughout the process as well. And so each person that goes through this uh, gets uh, a whole lot of, of personal attention and the group is small enough for the group to be manageable. Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds, you were talking about the forms of family. And I think if you've got 12 people, um, you know, three or four additional staff members, um, you know, that becomes a very close knit group that you can say, Hey, you know, I know Samuel's birthday and I know about his wife and he talked, he talked about his dog the other, the other week and all the, you know, the same thing that you think about with your, uh, distant relatives and different things like that. You I mean, you know about them and you see them on a regular basis. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, really makes that kind of instructor development unique. Um, and I think it's very worthwhile too, because and people, longtime listeners have heard me talk about, you know, as instructors, we need to know about, um, adult learning theory. We need to understand how to reach people where they are, you know, whether they've got handicaps or they've got other, you know, trauma, different things along those lines, because what we're teaching is a very worthwhile skill, but it's, it can also be a very dangerous skill. And if we don't meet them where they are, you know, it's our job to make sure we're not sending people out on the street that uh, could potentially be a danger to themselves or other, other people and having additional skills as you're talking about to be able to go in, identify them, meet them where they are. You know, that, that sounds like a really great, um, really, really great program. And let me ask you this question. You got along and you've, uh, you've done four cohorts so far, right? Fort? Uh, we we're about to start our fourth in January. Okay. So you're going to start your fourth in January. Um, what are the qualifications? Cause can I do that as being a brand new instructor? You know, if there's, if there's, you know, Mary or there's, uh, you know, Jose out there and they're thinking, wow, I'm going to add this to my, uh, credentials right away. So I start off really well, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of qualifications do you guys require? We are looking for instructors that already possess a nationally recognized certification such as NRA or USCCA, something along that lines. We're looking for instructors that already have at least one year of experience and that have taught a minimum of 50 students already. And so we're not looking for the brand new, just starting out instructor. We're looking for people that have done this enough to realize that their current level of training isn't enough. And and they've, they've done this enough to realize there are some holes missing in what they have learned already. And so uh, the, the, the qualifications that we have for, for students, like I said, uh, they have to have a certification already, been, been doing it for a year, already taught 50 students. There's also some shooting qualifications. Now we're going to have you pass the uh, FBI uh, standard qualification at the instructor level on video, uh, they, they have to film it fully and uncut, and then they have to pass the dot torture uh, exercise. And just so we can know that they, they've done this before, that they have some shooting experience and were able to evaluate a whole lot by watching them shoot those two drills, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then we also ask for some recommendations. Uh, every person needs to submit two recommendations from students of theirs. Also, another recommendation from a fellow firearm instructor. And then one more person from the community that maybe isn't even a gun person that can just speak to their character. Uh, we're looking for the right kind of people that are interested in using firearm instruction as a way to invest in others and not just a way to make money. And so uh, we do have a bit of an arduous intake process, uh, but so far um, it's been going really well because of it. That's uh that, that sounds really good and very doable. Do you ever turn anybody down? Yes, we, we have turned a few people down uh, because they lacked qualification um, or because uh, they thought somehow they could, by doing this, they would work themselves onto our YouTube channel, uh, which is obviously <laughs> a, a big part of our company's uh, public face. Um, this is not, this is not to uh, enfold you into active self-protection. Uh, this is to learn from active self-protection, how to be a better instructor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And John Korea has done a great job in building the active self-protection brand and such. And, you know, I see this as just another one of those, uh, brands that he's been successfully building you know he's got the youtube channel he's got the extra channel he's got the uh his own podcast you know different things that he's created and the instructor certification is uh is just another one of them what would be your suggestion to that new instructor that's listening to this and is like this is really something i want to do but i'm not qualified for it right now what would you what would you say to them uh you know what would make them a better candidate for like the next cohort, you know, when they get 12 months underneath their sure. belt, they get those 50 students, you know, what should, what should they be thinking about in the next year? Well, first I would congratulate them on becoming an instructor and thank them for being willing to invest in the defensive community. Um, I would challenge them to put in some work because there is there is quite a bit of distance and gap between just starting out and wondering what this is going to be like and having done this for long enough to see where the holes are in your own skill as an instructor, as a teacher of adults. And so I would say to them that you have an incredible opportunity in front of you to go out and practice, to go out and teach some people. And then discover what are your strengths, discover what your weaknesses are, and most importantly, discover what your curiosities are of how can I do this differently? How can I do this better? Who, who can I network with that can help me become better at this? And those kinds of questions only come with a little bit of experience. Mm -hmm. And so to the brand new instructor, I would say get started. I'm super proud of you for becoming an instructor. We need more of them and just get a little bit of time in doing what it is that you're wanting to do. Mm -hmm. one, one thing I add when somebody asks me about that and they want to move up to other different levels, I, I suggest to them about trying to, you know, network, as you said, but also see if you can mentor under somebody else mm -hmm. who's, you know, taught for five, 10, 20 years, because, uh, you, you can learn a lot 
of seeing about what they do on the range, what they do in the classroom, because they've been there, they've done it. They know what, what it's like when a student goes along and they have a misfire on the range or they, you know, have a slide bite, you know, those types of things to where you've really got to have a cool head about you. So the things don't get out of hand, but also, you know, how do you uh, take it and make sure that that person recovers from it appropriately. And the class also understands, you know, that, you know, some, sometimes those things just happen. So, uh, yeah, that's a good suggestion. And hopefully we've got a few new instructors out there that are going to take that and, uh, mentor under somebody go along and, and mm-hmm. pique their curiosity and really figure out what they're there for. Because if you are an instructor and you have that curiosity about it and really want to help others, because I mean, let's face it, we are helping other people by going along uh, from a defensive standpoint uh, with it and uh, being the best instructor we can, but we'll help them definitely. And what I would add to that, and I agree, I can't believe I didn't mention that. Uh, you're, you're, you're onto something brilliant there in apprenticing <laughs> under another instructor. But I would also add, keep taking classes. Mm-hmm. Um, go around to the other instructors in your area, pay them for their classes, and then take it as a student. And see how it is that they teach uh, maybe they have a different grip instruction than you teach. Maybe they they have a particular phrase for how they describe sight picture or whatever it might be, but continue to be a student and continue to learn. Um, I think that's how you grow as an instructor. Mm-hmm. Well, most definitely. And uh, my goal is to try to take you know at least 40 hours of training. Uh, on some topic during the year. And uh, last year, 2020 was tough just because of the pandemic and everything. I got you know, almost 40 hours in, but it, it was also one of those to where it made it made it worthwhile. And this year, ammo was expensive, but still fit it in because it's worthwhile to invest in myself and, and invest in the students that I, that I teach also. And there's been a lot of uh, good takeaways that have got, you know, I've taken class, uh, you know, from Masada Oop. And, you know, that's where, you know, that's, you know, great, uh, great information, great historical references, you know, he was able to bring to it, you know, taking it from, uh, uh, Michelle Serino and, um, you know, great, great information there. And just, you know, very lucky to be able to, uh, do all those types of things. And I can't, I can't second what you just said, Samuel, any stronger, because every time I go to a class, did they make me hit the bullseye better? Yeah. Maybe not, but did they go along and give me ways of phrasing it or going along? I never really thought about telling people to do it this way or do it that way. Um, something I picked up about five years ago that I pass on to all the instructors when I teach them is most of the time we like to go along telling people to keep their finger off the trigger. And when we see them on the range, we tell, we tell them, you know, you know, you know, trigger and the problem with that, when we tell people to keep their finger off the trigger, we're teaching them a negative. And that's one of those things from adult learning theory makes it really difficult. Mm-hmm. I tell people, if I go along and tell you, you know, finger on frame, you can do that a hundred times easier than if I tell you, you know, fingers on the trigger. Cause I just told you something right. that I don't want you to do, but I told you something that, you know, that make your brain sit there trying to figure out, okay, is that what I should do or shouldn't do? You know, and then they got to rewind the tape a couple times in their mind. Oh no, that's when I got to put my finger on the frame. So why don't I just tell people to put their finger on the frame, you know, plain and simple. Uh, so right. great, 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 um, little examples of how to go along and help and, uh, do that. 
Uh, you talked a little bit about the registration process, about being able to go along and videotape. What What is the registration process and how far in advance does somebody need to uh, get registered in order to be in the next uh, cohort? Well, this has become a pretty popular program pretty quickly. And a lot of that is instructors going through it and then telling all the instructors they know, hey, you need to do this. And so right now, uh, our next opening is for, uh, we, we run our cohort by numbers. And so our fifth cohort, cohort five, is launching in April of 2022. And it's currently open for registration. Uh, you can find that at aspinstructors.com. And the way it works is that you have an application to fill out first that asks you a whole lot about your, your background and your, and your interest in training. And from that application form, I then go and have conversations with your references, with the people that are recommending you and find out a whole lot about you and try to figure out who you are as a person. And then I'll have a conversation with you. And uh, once we once we get through all of those hoops, then I will invite you to uh, do the shooting qualifications. And after you've done that, then I'll un- I'll open a-, a link for you to be able to pay for the the class well in advance. And that's how you get into this thing. A lot of modern technology there. Distant learning, videotaping. Uh, <laughs> my old uh, flip phone is not going to make the cut, huh? Is what you're trying to tell me, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> well, that is good. Not exactly. You know, well, I, I, every once in a while, I have an instructor that has an old flip phone, and then I go along and I show them some of the apps that you can have on your on your smartphone in order to make you and your shooters or students better. Um, and most of the time, I would say they probably have switched over because there is a lot of advantages that if you're going to be going on teaching people, having that, having that, having that, be able to videotape, replay, and you know, slow motion, uh, that's worth quite a bit. Uh, well, without my phone, I can't run my range tech timer, which is my favorite thing, and uh, I, I love that being able to turn the phone around and show them immediately what their splits are, what their times are, um, and so my phone goes everywhere I do just because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Range check timers. That's uh that's a nice plug. <laughs> Those are good. Yeah. Uh, does everybody make it when, uh, once they get accepted in the cohort? No. Um, uh, there, there have been some moments where uh, an instructor needs to say, Hey, I just simply can't do this right now uh, because of an illness in the family or, uh, because, you know, um, this and that and the other thing happened. And we understand that life happens. And so there have been a, a few students along the way that have said, I can't do this. And so we have extended an opportunity for them to join a later cohort. Um, and I can see us continuing to do that. Um, what happens most often is that people get locked in, not to me and not to John, or Neil or Stephanie uh, or any of the other ASP staff members, they get locked into each other because a family forms and they do not want to break off from this community that they have found of fellow tribesmen and women that speak the same language. Mm -hmm. And it's rare for instructors to get to know each other and have an opportunity to be with each other on a weekly basis. 
for instance, if I met you, Rob, at our next training opportunity or conference, I might, might not see you again for two years when mm-hmm. we finally happen to both sign up for the same, you know, different class. And um, so to have a regularly meeting community of fellow already professional instructors is one of the more amazing parts of this program. And so even though life can get difficult and things get in the way, people tend to push right through them because they want to remain a part of the community that gets built. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think one thing that's great about uh, talking about, you know, when life happens and people have to switch cohort or something else like that, you're acknowledging, you know, your investment that you've put into them and that it's not, it's not something you want to just go along and say, okay, sorry, Rob, you didn't make it this time. You'll have to come back the next cohort or something else like that. You actually recognize that. And it's like, Rob, you can't have, you, you know, you're not able to do it this time because of, you know, sickness, family obligations, whatever, but then you're actually allowing them that person to come back and finish it up in another cohort. And, um, I know that would be, you know, somewhat traumatic, um, you know, for, for my, if it was me where I'd have to go along and be in a different cohort, but at the same time, I think I would be very appreciative that you just didn't take my money and say, sorry, you'll have to come back next time. Because that's one of those things where, um, you know, people ask me all the time when they come to come to my classes, you know, I mean, what do you, you know, what happens if I don't shoot this or something else like that? And I reassure them I'm investing in them and making sure that they are successful. And that's one reason why at least I have a policy of, you know, if you take a class from me, you're more than welcome to come back for that same class. I just charge you for the books if, uh, if there is a cost along those lines. So, well, I think that, I think it's, it's, it's as instructors, we have, obviously we have a business to run Mm -hmm. and I understand that entirely. It's how I feed my family at the same time, people should matter more than my program. And so uh, with, with the active self-protection instructor certification program, it's one of the things that we teach over and over and over again, that people will always need to matter more than whatever your program is. And your program needs to be flexible enough to be able to extend itself to people no matter what they're dealing with. And so I agree with you fully. Great. Great to hear companies with that same kind of philosophy because too many times uh, we get caught up in trying to make too much money too quickly and we forget about the human element because at the end of the day um, or at the end of time, money doesn't really matter. It's going to be your relationships. That's going to matter more than anything else like that. And you, you, and that's what you invest your time into in the relationships. Rob, you, you have said something that is deeply impactful and true to me right now. Uh, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but I went through a pretty severe medical ordeal this summer with COVID. And I can say without reservation that the only thing that motivated me to fight and and I get better was people, not money, uh, not recognition, not any kind of fame, uh, just people. People will always, always be the priority. Mm-hmm. And we're very happy you're here with us today, uh, Samuel. Very happy. Um, Thank you. Well, Samuel, can you recommend a book or other instructor for our uh, listeners that they should maybe check out? If, you know, if, they, if they're looking to improve themselves or just want to, you know, get, get their tra- training in for the year? Man, it's so hard to narrow the list down to one, <laughs> uh, but I'll tell you one. It's actually okay. a part of our program, 
uh, and it's it's called the Talent Code, written by Daniel Coyle, C O Y L E. And what he does is he outlines how people learn, like neurologically, the 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 anatomy of the brain and how neural pathways get built. And it's not nearly as boring as I just made it sound. It is actually fascinating. And I believe every instructor in the country should read this book. Um, it's again, it's a part of our program, but almost every single person that's come through our program has mentioned this book over and over again as one of the great highlights of the learning journey that they went on with us. And so it's not just me. There's a few dozen instructors that are standing behind me saying, no, we've read this book and it's awesome. And I can't recommend it enough. It's available in uh, written form. It's available in audio form on Amazon. Uh, you can download it as an audio book uh, while you're commuting or working around the house. Phenomenal book. I can't say enough good things about it. Is uh, Daniel the one that talks about myelination of the brain and everything? Yes. My, my, yeah. Myelination is, is what he's talking about. Okay. Um, and I've been to courses he, that have, that have referenced him, but I've never heard of the, of his book actually. So I'm going to be interested in looking into that book because I've, I've known, I've, I've, you know, taught about it and things like that, but just never knew who actually wrote that. Well, there's several out there that have written on the topic, but, uh, I believe this is one of the books that's very much worth your time. I will make sure I get, I get that and put in my library. That sounds uh, really, really good. Well, Samuel, where can people find more out about you, what you're doing with the active self-protection instructor certification and uh, your training business? Well, you, you might've heard, we have a, a YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube, <laughs> uh, active self-protection, mm -hmm. uh, and that's kind of the bread and butter of our company. Uh, there's also active, active self-protection extra that I think every shooter needs to be watching on a regular basis. But if you want to find out about the instructor certification program, go to ASPinstructors.com. And that will tell you everything you need to know about the program. It will feed you right into our next uh, cohort five that starts in April of 2022. And there's a registration page, a little bit more info about it. And you can, you can find out more about the program there. Lastly, because we're on a podcast, I hope you don't mind me mentioning the Active Self-Protection podcast uh, hosted by Mike Williver is another great resource that we have. So feel free to jump in with both feet into the Active Self-Protection world. There's a whole lot there. Definitely. And uh, glad to have another uh, Active Self-Protection uh, family member on. In fact, uh, you're the third person uh, that we've had on um, in the, well, I'd have to check the dates, but it's been pretty much uh, probably the last 18 months. So that's uh, really good. Second one this year, as a matter of fact. Awesome. So that's awesome. really good. Well, thank you for that. Well, thank Samuel, you. we really appreciate your time today. You take care of yourself and uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing you around at uh, training conferences or at, uh, at the uh, ASP uh, uh, national conference also. Thanks for having me, Rob. And just a last little thing for all of the instructors who are listening to this, keep listening to this podcast. It is a phenomenal resource. Rob does a fantastic job of getting instructors from a wide variety of avenues on this show and asking them the kind of questions that we all want to know. So keep coming back to this every time you can. It's worth it. Rob, thanks for your service to the Second Amendment community and to instructors and to me personally. I appreciate you 
very much. Thank you, Samuel. You're the first guest that made me blush at my own podcast, but thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, man. That's a wrap on this episode. And let's announce this week's podcast, a gear winner. This week's winner received a $50 SSP eyewear gift card. And next week we're giving away a 911 twin tower hat. Visit podcast.concealedcarry.com to enter in for our weekly prize giveaway. Remember to enter in each week for prize giveaway because your entries do not carry over from week to week. Remember to check out our website where you can search for various topics from getting started with the website to earning extra money through affiliate marketing at firetrainerpodcast.com. If you have any ideas for new episodes, suggestions on guests to have, or feedback, please email me at ftp at concealedcarry.com. Visit our sponsors, especially the Farm Trainers Association at ftaprotect.com and check out their instructor insurance. Being a responsible instructor means having insurance coverage. Remember, use promo code FTP10 for 10% off at checkout. We bring this podcast, support the industry, the Second Amendment, and most importantly, every firearm instructor in America like you that dedicates time and energy into making gun owners more knowledgeable. Stay safe, everyone, and Happy New Year. Concealed Carry Inc. and ConcealedCarry.com strives to share helpful information and education about gun-related topics, training tips, and other things that may potentially have legal implications for its listeners. The information contained in this podcast is intended in good faith, but it is important to understand that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand laws that apply to them. Nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued as legal advice or counsel.